for the audience, Claude has not seen a single episode of Entourage. This is uh, first foray into the world. Yeah. yeah but yeah. Turtle is basically the audience surrogate. You want to get into a character. He's like very relatable. He's down to earth. Do you know who Turtle is? He's he's the guy in the hat, right? Yes. Yeah. What what did you think about watching his performance? Is that what I was supposed to be watching? Yeah, your eyes were supposed to be focused on Turtle at all times. Oh, okay. But, well, like, but what did you think about Turtle? I want to hear your thoughts on Turtle first. Ah, uh, well, it, it's frankly surprising me that he's the audience surrogate. Uh, I thought the other dude that looked like the the um, uh, the what's his name, the guy from Moon, right? The clone guy. E. Uh, I thought Eric? he was the. Yeah, I, I have no idea, but I thought he was. He's like, the midget. I thought he was the audience surrogate. I thought he was supposed to be like, kind of the guy we were following. Oh, Claude, I'm pulling your leg. It was Eric. Okay, we all right. Because I guy from Moon. Are you talking about Sam Rockwell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. I was like Sam Worthington. No, that's not right. Um, no. Wait, <laughs> you confused Sam Rockwell and Sam Worthington? Well, see, they're both named Sam, and you can understand my mistake. Um, no, I just I, I I I couldn't think of the 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 surname. There. I don't confuse Michael Douglas and Michael Jai White. Though I do confuse Michael Douglas and Michael Jackson. It's this weird thing. Have you ever heard Michael Douglas sing? Is all I'm saying. Um, you, I heard him croon some blues. Not since yeah, my wedding. You'd get easily confused <laughs> as well. Uh, but anyway, no. What did I, mean, he play, I think we're bearing the lead here, Eric. What did he play at your wedding? <laughs> what? What did Michael Douglas play at your wedding? Uh, whipping. Post. Give me like your top three songs he played. Whipping post. Um, then I then I asked for whipping post again, uh-huh. so he played it. He did it back to back, and um, and he did uh, this. Uh, well, he he did um, uh, love supreme, which he just played on trumpet. Because mm. because you guys you guys met at the swap meets, right? Um, yeah. Uh, well, flea market swap meets. I guess the East Coast version of swap meet is like a. a, a well, you both belong to the same uh, flea market forum, right? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, go back and forth but yeah i i because i heard he hangs out at flea markets well yeah he's a big he's a big incense guy so he he Uh kind of just scours flea markets and looks for uh the latest and greatest incense Mm -hmm. he's a big swap head i heard it and socks those are big at flea markets no you can get great deals on socks at flea markets yes that's correct no that's fantastic it's a shame the cancer took out a few years of the swapping though Mm -hmm. yeah probably uh he's, he's probably getting back to it now that he's healthy yeah yeah, you know, I mean... Hey, Michael, if you're listening to this, we wish you well. Yeah, we, I, we really do. Um, I think know, he's I'm doing all right him. now, right? Yeah, yeah, we'll see him at the next swap meet. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not married Where yet. are we going? What's the next, when's the next swap meet? Where's it located? Uh, I heard year? it was in Norfolk, Virginia. Okay, good. They, they have they have really good flea markets in North, Norfolk, Virginia. You gotta check it out. I agree. Uh-huh. I'm down. All right, uh, so that's been uh, swap talk. Uh-huh. Uh, but let's get into... The Shepherd and the Sherpa. Script and the, the Sherpa. Excellent segment. Shepherd and the Sherpa, yeah. And, uh, yeah, Eric is the main character of the show. Mm-hmm. What did you think about the main the characters of the show, first of all? What what was the feel that you got dropped into here? <laughs> Give me I your okay, I don't, whole thoughts I, in one sentence. I, I honestly don't know. Like, I okay, I, I really do know nothing about the show. I, I, I dropped into it just, you know, out of the blue. Um, I, I seriously, I know it had like a following and it was like a cultural thing, I guess, but I, okay. I wasn't quite sure how y'all were, were watching it. Is this an ironic endeavor? Is this, 
you know, uh, uh, a real, you know, fascination with this show. I was watching it. We're fans. I was watching it thinking, like, who exactly is this for? Like, what? Okay, I I know it's not for me. Like, if I walk into Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs 2, I know I'm not the audience, right? There's Well, I'm the audience for that. Movie's great. <laughs> like, I do, but I, I'm not saying anything bad about that audience, but it's like, I'm not, you know, a five to seven year old. I'm not going to enjoy this. It's not my thing. So I'm just not going to go to it. But, and, and, and I realized that this probably passed me by for a reason. I'm probably not the audience for this. But who is the audience? Like, what is. We are. Really? America. <laughs> So, uh, what? Okay, you sound like you didn't like this episode. No, uh, well, can, I just overall thoughts uh, on this episode. Just like overall, off the bat, this was not a good episode. Uh, okay, because I was like, yeah, this was probably the worst episode we've seen, and it was really bad. Okay, because I, I I didn't identify with anyone. Uh, I thought it was really obnoxious well, power. It's play. very hard to identify because the audience surrogate is a wet blanket. Uh-huh. Yeah. No one gives a shit. He's white. He cries all the time. You saw that. Wait, wait, who? The, who? Is he's he? the blonde one. He's like the little redhead short one. Okay, is he red? I I didn't see him crying. Like he didn't cry in this episode. I, he basically cried little baby tears all the time. He's like Ari, where's the script? Ari, why are you getting this movie? Ari, Ari. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I mean... Can we um, just get into the worst part of this episode? I just want to get in off the bat, because I was not expecting this. I did not remember him being in the series at all. Oh, Val yeah, Kilmer. the Val Kilmer needs to fuck off immediately. Why? That was horrible. What, Val Kilmer? Oh, yeah. yeah. See, that was my favorite part. I, it, 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 it was hacky, it was kind of hammy, but I felt like he brought an energy to that performance well okay the other thing that i was thinking was you know he's all method so what the fuck do you think he was doing uh to prep for that one right yeah like what, i don't think he prepped i think that was just him at that time in his life what was <laughs> was the was the poetry you know improvised or was that like where was that coming out of i really hope that was improvised i really hope yeah. if someone seriously wrote that down on anything i hope that they are not writing anymore i don't know man because that that was the one all right i thought that was kind of hacky like hey man let's go to the stoner's house man and there were all these you know accoutrements of hippiedom that yeah. that were just sort of like oh great we got well, hippie signifiers let's get into the plot of the episode basically the frame Andre doesn't really run on a plot it runs on a framework yeah basically the framework is ari uh not ari vince is and E are trying to get the deal on this movie and the producer won't let them Right. That's pretty much it. Right. And and to, the B-plot of that is that the town is dry of, of weed, and they these th- that A-plot and B-plot kind of... No. Uh, actually, the B-plot is Vince and his girlfriend. Oh, the, the health... And then the C-plot is Turtle not being able to get weed. But all of them want weed. Yeah, yeah it seemed like a driving motivator des- for, for most of All of the desire... Well, I don't know, because it's not all... The, they're trying to get a movie first. Okay. They are, but the, the, weed, the weed helps yeah. with the movie. Right. So, what comes first for them, movie or weed? I don't know. Okay, I would say that movie comes first. It it struck me that movie came first, and weed was like a mechanism for the power play at the end. And that's what this whole episode seemed to be about. And that's what my question was to you: is is this whole show just kind of about these narcissistic power plays? Uh, pretty much. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. Um, I mean, like we said, this was one of the weaker episodes of season one. Um, the weakest episode of season one. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
But, By far. But, I mean, it is, it's not, it is an accurate representation of the show. I mean, that's typically how okay. it works. There's a very thin plot and a very sort of, it doesn't even go No like, conflict. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't even like. Peak. This episode is completely zero conflict too. We'll get into it, but zero conflict. Well, the conflict, if I had to identify it, it's, it's the, it's, la- it's, it's the well, script and the lack of weed. And, and they're both, and they're both, there's well, no peak or, or yeah. build to it. It's just kind of, we're here. With somewhat of a conflict, and then we're here, and the conflict is over, and that's. I'd argue the main conflict of this episode is between Vince E and his girlfriend. That's it. See, all right, that was that was another question, man. Okay, because the the it seemed like there was some kind of larger arc that was going on throughout the. No, there was not. This is a character who just introduced in this episode. No, finish. What were you going to say? A larger arc of what? No, it, it, that's what I was wondering. Was there like a larger arc throughout the this season no. about the girlfriend? Was she there no, for a couple of this episodes? This is the only episode she's in. <laughs> <laughs> only then that's episode. even more problematic. <laughs> yeah. Because it's well, like, hey, I'm here to solve a couple of problems. Look at my ass. All right, I'm going to leave. I'm garbage. And she like, checks out. <laughs> Yeah, and um, she's kind of they they make like a half-assed attempt at characterization. Like they're like, oh well, she's a, she's a health nut. Okay, all right, that's something. They're, they're I, I don't even think that's characterization. It's more like she's a horrible. Look at her. No, hang on. Bitch doesn't want to eat meat. Stop, so, uh, you know, no, stop talking for. I got many important things to say. All right, so, so they finish. try to build her up, and um, you know, they they you know say, all right, well, she's a health nut. It, it, it's a it's a brand new character. What what can you do in, in five seconds? All right, so it's a brand new character. They're trying to build her up. So she has this health uh, health nut preoccupation, and she um, and she uh, she mentions you know when Eric's reading the script that she's a big reader, and it's like all right, well they're trying to build her up. And in that scene, five seconds later, she's like right after we've established that she's a health nut. Right after we've established that um, you know she she likes to read. Apparently, she just turns around and there's a close up of her ass. As she dives into a pool. And it's like, whatever Entourage tried to do to sort of build up this female character, they just kind of pissed it away. Like, why is she doing it? I don't understand. After. Yeah. It's, I guess because she's new age is what they're trying to say. Like, oh, she doesn't believe in clothes, man. That's so two-dimensional. Yeah, she's, uh, I guess, a free spirit. Well, also in the beginning of the episode, you see all of them exercising. Big Vince is doing yoga. Mm-hmm. All the gang is aghast at that concept. But the funny thing is, the only one who's not exercising in the beginning, Turtle. Yeah. He's just watching them with his little just sitting down, enjoying himself. Probably just finished up a big bag of tortilla chips. I sense a theme emerging. <laughs> what theme? You mean uh Turtle being the uh sloth representation of the show? E- either that or or an obsession uh <laughs> on this show with Turtle. <laughs> Why are you obsessed with this guy, man? Like what He is a monster. He is a literal monster. <laughs> Says you, I don't know if I agree with that. I, well, later in the episode, when after E proclaims to the whole gang, like, "Hey, your girlfriend's in there and she's fucking naked," Turtle he has a boner yeah. and starts screaming, "Hey, bitch, I'm gonna go see your titties!" And just pushes everyone aside and waddles over to the pool. Yeah, so he, he's, he runs he's, out. He's supposed to be sort of like the 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 walking id in some ways. Is that? Yeah, I guess okay. so. He's the child of the group. He's like this. Uh, He's a special child. Okay, it's he's yeah. the Walking Id, but but other characters embody that as well. So it's like not cleanly. Okay, I mean you could argue that everyone there's... gives into their desires on the show. Basically, yeah. Very rarely do they go. Oh wait, maybe I should hold off on this. Because all right, there's there's something else that I wanted to ask you all about. Was like the the other comparison I kept making was um the this this episode seemed kind of like 
if um if if Swingers was retold with uh, Vince Vaughn's character yes. being kind of like the primary character and just filtered through his delusional uh, yeah. viewpoint. Well, not quite delusional, but just it, it, it had a kind of lack of awareness. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the, Oh, this show is completely lacking self awareness. Okay, so times. that wasn't just me. No, no, the show is very unself-aware well, see, every time. Th- that's what was weird, because they seemed like they almost kind of, sort of, could have gotten to that point. Like, yeah. I'm skipping ahead here, but when <clears throat> when they're in the, the van talking to the producer, and they're all getting high because they, they finally find the supply, uh, they're, they're sitting there talking to him, and the dude in the back who, who looks like um, the, the moon guy, uh, Sam Rockwell... <laughs> Uh, he's saying, why are you such a dick all the time? And and this guy has this moment where you think there's going to be like this conversation, right? Like, ah, oh, man, just because it's fun. And they all crack up because it's such this kind of like stupid thing to say. And he seems to be admitting that power is just this construct that he uses to, you know, right. intimidate people because he enjoys it in some way, even though he even recognizes that, you know, there seems like this moment well, of insight. I think that line clear. is very telling to the show. It's very clear. Erwin's an ass because it's fun for them. Yeah. Ari's an ass because he's having fun with it. You know, it seems like he's having a pain. He's just having a big old ball. But it seems to be like this moment where something could crack open and people could have this conversation. Look, man, I was just yanking your chain. I didn't dig you, but maybe you're a good actor. And yeah, you're probably best for this part. Maybe we should like some kind of conversation sort of working yeah. out of the power situation. Where he goes, you know what? You are Queens Boulevard. Yeah. But instead, you've got the hackiest hack thing where, you know, the cops roll up, but movie star can get him out of it, so that gives right. him the power play to get the part in you. Well, all the conflicts in the show are resolved within the episode. Very rarely do they ever go again in another episode. But this yeah. is like... Like, let's get to how the girlfriend just kind of leaves at the end, because, you know, why not? Well, hey, no, they, I'm here they, for a little bit. I'll solve in. your problems. Now I'm going to go away. Bye. Here's my ass. It's like... They, they saw she solves the problems with um you know with the weed connection but but then, she just leaves well she leaves but then they kind of try to paint her as like this controlling like force in Vince uh Vince's life like even but she doesn't really control anything no but there's that whole like in, uh moment where like he's like this girl's reading your script she's doing this like they're trying to like paint her as a villain like immediately because because that's kind of what this show does a lot of the times like fucking most- bitch girl gang fucking things up let, yeah. me read, let me read exactly what drama says. <laughs> yeah, is my of episode. How would you deliver these lines? You guys are both going to get girlfriends. You're going to fuck it all up. Yeah, I remember That's that. the saddest line. This is a fucking grown-ass man. This is a guy that's over 40 years old. And he's saying, if you guys are going to get girlfriends, settle down, have children, have rich-falling lives. You're going to fuck it all up for us. Well, yeah. that, that was the other thing. I mean, all right, that, that was my question. The, the the question that I that I seriously wanted to ask y'all like who is this for? Do people actually identify with this? Is, is, oh yeah, definitely. Is this a kind of hate watch or is this like, yeah, man, this is totally my life? Ah, uh, I enjoy watching it. It's a very breezy watch. I won't say that. Mm-hmm. It's breezy. Is, yeah. I think. Um, I don't know how well people identify with it, like personally or emotionally, but I think it's like a wish fulfillment sort of thing. Where yeah, exactly. You know, if I if I you know. My my dream scenario would be being in Hollywood with my best friends and, and just kind of fucking tearing it up, um, you know, I guess on a wish fulfillment sort of level. That's okay. that's the appeal. Um, you know, uh, this was definitely a weaker episode, but I, I was saying to Andrew the other day that 
you know, there was, before we kind of saw where they end up with all of this, um, there, we were saying that there was kind of a sense of potential with this show and, okay. and it becomes a little more apparent in the second season where, you know, they begin to kind of seem like they give a shit, um, with certain story arcs and certain characters. And it's like, wow, well this show could, the framework is there for a, a show about Hollywood that might be good. And, and th- so often we kind of see them. And then it just tips over eventually. Yeah, sort of not not follow through on that promise, which is which isn't really in this episode at all, but it mm-hmm. is sporadic in uh, episodes of season one and and quite a bit in season two. Because that's that's where I kind of thought this was headed. Like, you know, in some ways it's about because all right, doing the mere minimum of research, you know, finding out that the whole thing is kind of about these dudes who follow him out there and he makes big. And so they're all, yeah. you know, around. That does seem like like it's rich. It's got a lot of potential for examining yeah. Hollywood from an outsider's viewpoint. Right. right. To, That's what to, the show does at points, but very rarely will ever do it. Mm-hmm. Like they make a thing where E is like supposedly becoming a great manager because he doesn't know how the system works. So he's circumventing it by just being a good old boy from Queens. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and, okay, that's that's kind of a story, you know. You could yeah. tell that you could you could do something with that. Definitely. And I could see some of that going on, but it's like if they don't sustain it throughout, there just didn't seem to be enough awareness, you know. Yeah. Oh no! Like yeah, that's right. <laughs> it was just it's, it was kind of all right. The other thing that it kind of reminded me of, and I don't have a good example of this. I wish I had a good example of this, but like. Um, no, I guess I do have a good example. Like, you ever take a creative writing class, and there's somebody in there who's written a story of their life, right? It's like a oh, totally, yeah. yeah, this like really happened to me. But they cast themselves as the main character, and it's yeah. kind of like a main oh, character yeah, that can yeah. do no wrong. You right, know? it's a Mary, uh, a Marty Stu, Mary Sue type of character. Mm-hmm. That's that's the the moral and 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 everything I do ground. is right the high yeah. ground of every scene right yeah 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 and that's how it kind of there was something about it that that's how it kind of felt yeah. you know what i mean like well that's what the wor- entourage at its worst when it's just really the gang is right all the time nothing bad will ever happen and just sit and watch them do stuff for 25 minutes but is yeah. that i mean is that kind of sort of what the show is just sort of like no a, not all the time okay yeah it it does that a lot and it kind of does not do that a lot and i don't know it's it's it's, it's complicated yeah we're you know we're, we're kind of operating off of our memory for a lot I, of the i'm show. not yeah i'm not trying to bash the show i'm just kind of i'm just why do you hate entourage so much well you could all you can do here, got here is say is garbage fuck your shit yeah <laughs> no, no, no no i'm not saying that like i was curious about it just like what what is going on here like how is this operating what what is this the draw but why did y'all not dig val kilmer what was it that because i oh I, I was okay with him i like val kilmer i just it was just everything was so hacky and done and like i couldn't stack it yeah and it didn't seem anything original just like hey man i'm the stoner i'm super chill but oh god someone's on a phone i got a gun i'm paranoid too yeah well see i uh. thought that could have been i mean i that almost felt like an always sunny moment but yeah. nobody reacted. Like everybody just laughs it off for a second. Yeah, everyone reacts and, like uh, if he'd actually he'd shot monster. something. I was like, yeah. oh, okay, all right. There we get interesting. I, you know, uh, should we get into what Turtle was up to this episode? Well, before we do, I want to ask. Uh, God damn it! 
I want to ask you, Claude, uh, what did you think of uh, Ari, the character of Ari? He, okay, I was, see, I thought this was Jeremy Piven's show. Because, you know, I'm so old, I remember back when he was bald. Yes, um, same. We but, missed those hair plugs. <laughs> but I, rid of them. I, I seriously thought he was supposed to be, like, one of the 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 driving forces. He is show. more on the show. But he, be- he just becomes this, more prevalent. Yeah. This show, this episode is very, very light and ari, which yeah. means it's very garbage. He has, like, because one or two scenes, right? Yeah. It, yeah. The scene in it is the best scene in the show. I mean, the best scene in the episode, not the best scene in the show. Okay, what it, is, it, uh, it at least had some energy. See, yeah. you know, that that's what I thought about the Val Kilmer thing. Like, this is going in a weird place. It's kind of hacky with the hippie. And they've got the accoutrements. But I thought Kilmer did something with it, you know? Yeah. I like to read some uh, lines already said because it was very funny. Yeah, okay. even broccoli screams when you rip it from the ground. And uh, my insult to the week is you little garlic not making motherfucker. Yeah, that was mine too. Because like, all right, he and and I, I will admit Jeremy Piven also had an energy, and and it really picked up when it was him and the Sam Rockwell looking dude. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Was this called Sam Rockwell? Okay. No, yeah. I mean, he's, he's like yeah. Probably not as good a dancer, but you know, you take what you can get. But it seemed like it really, really kind of picked up in this this interesting way. Like if the show had been about the two of them guys having oh, like yeah. a, a, a power throwdown, you know, that could have been like an interesting dynamic. But it seemed like there there really was no crisis crescendo resolution because the main actor dude just kind of floats through everything, and then just yeah. through charisma at the end. Everything yes. works out as well. You yeah, I mean? and, and that's that's kind of a problem that we've uh, voiced. Um, and I, I always remember Vince being, you know, kind of bland. But he's like, on this review, uh, mm-hmm. he's like almost infuriatingly uh, passive about just about everything. Well, I think this whole episode is just him doing nothing. It is very like, oh, you know, I don't want to do it anymore. If he doesn't like me, fuck him. Yeah, yeah. and and it what? just turned out his way anyway. Because like, right. Oh, because this guy's just so awesome. I mean, yeah, that yeah, was kind of what was getting on my nerves. You gotta live life like you're not doing anything, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, okay, I guess you could take the other route with uh, Big Lebowski, where you know you can make the observation that he doesn't really do anything. The mystery solves itself off stage, and he just kind of right. galumps his way through. But there's still action, and still like he's an active role in his own passivity. And, and let's also compare Jeff Bridges' intercool compared to Adrian Greener's intercool. I don't think those two will compare at all. <laughs> it's Grenier. Oh, I'm sorry. The grass is always Grenier. <laughs> That's a great idea. Did, did you just do that? <laughs> That's excellent. Uh, I think it's going to be our, I thought our segment today. The grass is always Grenier. Uh, let's compare uh, Adrian Grenier's performance to uh, Jeff Bridges and the Big Lebowski. Uh, guys, Jeff Bridges better? See, I, okay. Yeah, I want to go no. back to Val Kilmer. Answer yes or no. Jeff Bridges, is he better? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Oh, Eric? No. Okay, that has been the green grass is always Grenier. Thank you. Uh, you were saying? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who uh, are you? Who are you? I, I, serious stranger? I have many names. Um, no, Randall see, I, I, I was looking at, at Val Kilmer thinking um, a perfect role would be I guess at that age to play a younger dude like the dude in the eighties or something like that. You know, like if we get uh, if you wanted to do a prequel, we could do the. Lebowski. Oh my god! Yeah, Val Kilmer as Vince would be amazing. The other thing that I was thinking was that um, maybe have y'all seen Wonderland? 
I haven't. Who's that? Uh, that was Val Kilmer's in it. John Holmes. Uh, yeah. In the Wonderland murders, the things. Oh, that... I don't. I don't watch garbage. Oh, okay. It's, it's supposed to be very it's, good. It's good. It's it's yeah, not it, great, but it's it sounds a... like it's. A, I don't, who are these people in it again? Uh, Val Kilmer's in it. Okay, so you got a bunch of no names. Got it. No, no, it had like a bunch of people in it, but um. Yeah, you got Tom Cruise in it. Tom Hanks. <laughs> No, uh, if you so, don't, I'm but not it's interested. it's it's the the um the Hollywood hit that uh the end of Boogie Nights was based on, yeah, and it's and Val Kilmer's great as just this broken down you know wannabe porn, yeah, and I I was kind of you know there was another side of me that was thinking maybe maybe John Holmes didn't die in this universe maybe he just hid out and became this guy. And we're going to have this huge, you know, like massive violent hit on the house while all these four dudes are are sitting there (laughs) and they're just going to get caught in the crossfire, just like bludgeoned. That would be amazing if all of a sudden this episode has turned into a huge firefight and everyone almost dies. I would love it. (laughs) Like, dude, okay. um, I, I, I often teach the film Ratatouille uh, for reasons I can't go in here. Uh, go into here but like I once had this kid get really irate because at the very beginning you know all the rats jump on the books to to swim to safety yeah and he was an engineer and he was like man you know they just those books couldn't contain those rats they wouldn't have rafts (laughs) they would just drown in the water and so then we started talking like would it have been a better movie if it was just two hours of you know trying to figure out what to swim yeah, they 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 all drown, right? They get on the water. All the rats drown, and and after the last, you know, you see one last, you know, bubble of breath, and then for two hours or like the rest of the ninety minutes of the movie or whatever, it's just droplets of rain on the water. Eventually, the sky clears, and it's just this placid stream. <laughs> it's like Jim Jones, sort of like that's like a Warhol. Huh? Yeah, yeah I know, right? It's sort of like the end to, uh, what's it called? The British show with Mr. Bean. Mr. Bean. Blackwater? Black, black, yeah. Oh, Blackadder. Blackadder. Rosewater. Blackadder and Blackwater. Blackwater? That would be hysterical. But yeah, as we were saying, uh, Turtle's the best character of the show, and that's it. Well, speaking of, um, you, you said your insult of the week earlier with the garlet not making motherfucker one, uh, Shauna has a nice moment where she calls Turtle a short, fat midget. <laughs> I laugh at that. Also, Uggs paid good money for that product placement. Oh yeah. Well, who? That was another question I had. Was who is who was that that character? She's uh, the publicist for. Uh, okay, and <clears throat> is that a constant theme that they're just shitting? Yeah, uh, they're constantly shitting on everyone who's not Vince. Uh, okay, because it it looked like they were just kind of jerking this poor woman around, and she she pulled all this stuff together. To well, get it just sounded like it was bad timing, and then Vince is getting also controlled by his girlfriend there clearly, right? Because he's whipped, right? Because then, every woman is a controlling shrew on the show. But then why did he agree to the thing in the first place? Well, Turtle just says it because he's a monster. He's <laughs> turtle. She says he agreed to it. Turtle, you fat motherfucker. Yeah. Okay, so it's just... So she's just someone that they pick on the whole time. No, no, no. It's just because it was a bad situation. Okay. Yeah. And because Turtle got into it, because Turtle's an idiot. 
she's actually depicted as kind of like a foul mouth, like strong, strong female character who kind of yeah. like puts the guys in their place more often than not. So, um, she, she but she has to talk like one of the guys to be considered that. Right. She has yeah. to have a deep voice and use a lot yeah. of profanity to be taken yeah. seriously. Huh. Okay. Uh, what's uh, and then it ends and Vince is doing the movie. Yeah, Almost. they they get him Queens Boulevard or tentatively, as we'll see in yeah. episode six. Mm-hmm. Um, fingers crossed. Finger, I yeah, fingers crossed. Um, uh, speaking of premieres of movies, we want those tickets to the Entourage premiere. We yep. know you got them. Give them to us, Doug Ellen or Mr. Wahlberg. If you're listening to this, uh, we, we hey, we watch Wahlburgers regularly over here. We want tickets. If uh, the Kickstarter is about to be launched, um, you know we, we we will be paying our own way if you guys give us, uh, you know, sort of uh, if you guys give us tickets to the premiere. So uh, if you're listening, we we would appreciate it. That that was a heartfelt play. We really want it. This is coming from the heart, right from the heart, as they say. Claude, do you think you'll be watching more Entourage? I don't know, man. If if y'all have me back, I I oh, I'd for sure. love to. Um, if to you're forced to by this podcast, well, I, I, want, I mean, I'll, we got some episodes to show you. <clears throat> yeah, because I I I'd be kind of curious about. We'll make sure to give you the worst episodes. We oh, give okay. him a good one. Great. Like a good I, like. No, no, we'll give him um, some season four eps, some oh. season six eps. Oh. Let's let's bring him into the dirt. <laughs> let's get let's get him in on the Sasha Gray season. Oh yeah, I, like best season. Because, like, all right, I, I would be curious to see more of what this show is. Like, yeah. What, well, I'll this is a weaker it. You episode. should see the next episode because it's actually very good. The, okay, the, well, the next episode is pretty good. Okay. Spoiler, I think it's the best one yet. Yes. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'd i be interested. But the, the other thing I'm kind of curious about is, um, all right, this, was, this started in 2004, right? Correct. Yes. And that's already at the point where... We're starting to see greater serialization in in TV shows, right? Especially, I mean, starting to like, yeah, yeah, I, I, especially something like the the shows on HBO, right? Yeah, so, Sopranos had been on for a couple of years. This I is in the golden age of HBO, basically, right? So why? I, I mean, it seems like it. It seems like they um, they could have linked together a bunch more stuff or or it seems like y'all are saying that that they didn't do the arcs very well like each kind of thing is well i think season one is more of a feeler season than anything okay it didn't feel like they had it all planned out they basically just had like uh point a vince finishes the movie point b vince gets this other movie okay yeah that's right season two is much more serialized okay so it gets it it gets tighter as it goes on is what you're saying in a way it does and then it kind of it falters. Goes back. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it decides like, oh no, we, we don't want to do this anymore. See ya. Because yeah. I, you know, Sninker. I, I said I had no expectations, but I suppose I I, I did have expectations. Just did this fail to meet that them? There would be some kind of uh, connective tissue. But but yeah, that's been the episode. Rate it on iTunes. What um. What would you uh, give this uh, this episode? Just completely out of context. How many Wahlburgers would you give it out of seven? Out of seven Wahlburgers, how, how many <laughs> would you give it? I I don't know. I really don't know. It wasn't seven. Got it. Uh, all right, great episode. Let him Robert. let him answer. He yeah, answered. Like, I, I I feel I, like I can't really an answer that because it. I I did walk into it 
um, just completely blind and it didn't capture my imagination in any way. I went back to, to I watched it twice to see, you know, was I missing something? And it just, it, it, it had no real um, connective Whoa, force, basically. you know? I don't, no, I don't know. Nothing. It just didn't quite The worst together. Entourage episodes are the ones where there's no energy to it. And this yeah. is one that had absolutely zero energy to it. <clears throat> like, yeah. if it had even less energy, it could have been more artistic. Like, if this is a show about nothing happening, then it's kind of like... Like, no one's talking. It's like close-ups on their faces, and they're reacting to each other. Yeah, it's like Lars von Trier's... uh, Yeah, you see, like, it zooms in on Tyr and Turtle's face. And at the end... And then you see it, he's grabbing a bottle of lotion again. Yeah. Someone ejaculates blood at the end or something. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) For no real reason. Yeah. And then a a maggot crawls out. (laughs) So how many out of seven? Out of seven Wahlburgers, what would you give it? I'd, I'd say three. All right. So you loved it. Got it. It's basically C plus. Doug Allen, if you're hearing this, we're turning on more and more people, the entourage, people who never watch the show, who may have never watched the show. Uh, we're turning more and more of them on to the show every day. All right, Eric, you had if, a segment. If that's what you you're doing. That's what we're doing. All right. I do, God I damn do it, Eric. Segment. Um, this is a new segment, and uh, I don't know how it's going to work, um, but it's called Turtle Tales. And um, basically, uh, I, I've been writing uh, a lot. Of, uh, I've Do you been want a theme on... song for it? What's that? Do you want a theme song for it? Uh, go ahead. All right. Turtle Tales from the Crypt. There you go. Um, so basically, I've been doing a lot of writing lately. And, uh, you know, the whole the whole novel's hitting a dead end. But I, I have been really inspired to just sort of... Uh, do a lot of like uh, literary fiction uh, from the perspective of ca- of turtle of the character of turtle. So um, I, I have maybe a co- like a page and a half here that I'd like to read for you guys today. This is a debut of this segment, and um, I'm going to read this, and uh, I'd, I'd like some, you know, maybe some feedback and constructive I, I, criticism. Yeah, but um, I'm going to ask that you guys, you know, uh, don't don't ask questions until I'm done reading, and uh, you know, just just try to let me get through this. All right. Keep our comments to ourselves is what you're telling us. Yeah, and then you could you could go into it after you could tear it apart afterwards. But, all right. So you heard that, Claude? Be quiet. All right. All right. So um, when did we stop talking? Right now. All right. Got it. All right. So Turtle Tale number one. Uh, this that I've titled this reflection and the bagel store. I forced myself back into consciousness as I gaze at my reflection in the Maserati rims. I found myself doing that a lot lately, drifting off, zoning out. My face feels foreign to me. My voice feels like the voice of a stranger. I'm not sure when it started. Maybe it was what Eric asked me, asked me the other day. He asked me who my boss was. We were just talking shit the way we do but it lingered in my stomach in the way of a town local whose threshold and enthusiasm for banal small talk greatly exceeds your own. Who is my boss? Vince, obviously, but this realization yielded new and more disturbing questions. What am I doing here? What do I bring to the group dynamic? Should I have stayed back east? I get the vague feeling that we're outgrowing each other, or at the least, that they're outgrowing me. You all right, Ask Vince. asks Vince. Yeah, fine. I'm going to run out and grab the bagels you like, I say. From the place in Yonkers? Do you even have to ask? This is another thing I've taken to, contriving these chores for myself to maintain the illusion of being busy. Because what without them, what am I? What are any of us? Our bagel plug is a guy named Javi. 
half Puerto Rican, half Italian, all New Yorker. I'm talking the kind of guy that dips his toothbrush in old hot dog water. He's ostensibly a caterer. Normally, fielding bagel deliveries would raise all kinds of red flags with the bosses and the local postmen. However, he's earned himself enough trust from his manager, Blaine, who allows Javi to sign out for the food deliveries. So Javi simply ensures that his connect back in Yonkers arranges for the bagel deliveries to arrive on the same day as the catering deliveries. Javi puts the bagels off to the side until his shift ends, and no one thinks twice. He has a warm brown bag, two dozen, waiting when I walk in. Turtle! What's up, Javi? We do a shake and a pound and a slap hug to finish her off since it's been a while. What's cracking, Holmes? Says Javi. Surviving. Hey, man, you got a girl, eh? Fuck that noise. It's like Pussyville out here. Who could handle a girlfriend with all that going on? All right, brother. Well, I'm saying if you change your mind, let me know. My cousin Annabelle is looking pretty good nowadays. I'll definitely let you know, man, I say. She just had her period, Javi says. Javi holds a sack of bagels. His strong tan hands with olive-toned knuckles, lightly flecked with black hairs, seems to caress the payload for what registers as barely a second before he hands it over. I pat the breast pocket of my button down to ensure that it's there. The sock. Cement molded and crusted over with old ejaculate. Satisfied, I make for the door. The end. <laughs> okay, great, great. No, I, I thought that was really interesting. Um, I, I thought you're 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 sort of responding to um, some of what we picked out as the, the the weaker elements. At least as I saw this this episode of the show, you're showing the depth underneath this character. You know, he's actually got thought going on. And what I really admired was the way you created uh, such dissonance between his interior monologue. And, you know, the vocalizations that he was using. And like Pussyville. Yeah, exactly. And those that we saw him use on the show. You know, I thought that was an, an, an interesting choice. You know, yes. I thought that worked. Um, I had some questions about, um, first of all, uh, yeah, first of all, about punctuation. Um, <laughs> when, when, you know, you're trying to, to narrate this, and this is kind of a nitpicky thing, and, yeah. and and this also is because I don't have the text in front of me. Um, <laughs> but when when you're writing drifting off, zoning out, is that a full stop or a comma? Because that was a comma. Okay, that was a comma. Because either way could signal. I mean, it's just something you want to think about in the future when you're, you're okay. really developing the character. Is sure. one can signal like ongoing thought in the well, other. Well, I think the problem was that he kept crying in the middle of talking. Like every time he paused, he was just had like a little bit of a tear going on. Yeah, I could tell. I mean, the emotion yeah. was powerful. I, I was crying yeah. too. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I saw that. I mean, I, 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 I've been in a couple more workshop situations, so I can hold it back a little bit. Uh, but no, no, I, I, I saw that. And it, it was a powerful piece. Um, I liked how, um, <clears throat> you know, there was the acknowledgement of the girl's period. It, it seemed like there was a kind of maturity going on in the interior monologue 
that was not reflected in the show. It was sort of this acknowledgement that you know we, we, we were complaining about some of the, the 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 representations of women in the show, and this was a kind of acknowledgement that there's something going on underneath him that that sees women as as having a whole other realm of experience than the masculine. So that he's trying to process, he's trying to think through these things, even though he hasn't quite done it yet. Um, one weird uh, one. One thing you might want to think about that, uh, you know, just going forward, um, tiny details, you know, because you want to be, you want to pay close attention to tiny details. You mentioned the, you know, the place from Yonkers. Are they, I I had trouble. Yeah, I um, was confused. I thought you actually meant they were in New York again. I'm like, wait. Yeah, did they is this like back? is this? I was thought is this taking place before the series? No, no, no. They're they're receiving. Yeah, maybe I kind of uh, glossed over the details okay. a little bit there, but um, no, they they have a bagel place back in Yonkers that they're receiving deliveries from. Okay, um, in LA. Okay, yes. so because all right, you know, I was thinking, and it seems like Andrew was thinking of the same thing that maybe they this was either before they'd completely made it, uh, or perhaps they'd had to crash and burn. And I move see. back, and I mean that—that that would make the detail of you know the reflection. I was also wondering. I need to. Sh- I need to polish that. Could yeah, you elaborate more the on the semen crusted sock when you rewrite that piece? Mm-hmm. It feels you like you could have gotten more detail in that. The sock. Well, that's. I mean, I'm, that's what I leave you with. Was it so, the cliffhanger? I mean, that's clearly what. Uh, you know, we're going. We're not. We have. Is that his green light? We haven't seen the end of that. Yeah, so, so that. I mean, it's it's leaving us with the tantalizing suggestion that he will be masturbating his socks again. Yeah. Maybe. Or maybe that's part of his past. Are we supposed to really interpret uh, Well, turtle. it's only one sock. Yeah. And yeah. presumably, we're talking about pairs. That and, you can and, get at the swap meet. And, and so, uh, exactly. Um, the one thing that you guys uh, don't get while, uh, you know, my, through my read of this is that the sock is mm. capitalized. Uh, it's 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 uh, a proper noun. Okay, so uh, this is like sorry. a sock he's carried with him for a long time. Is what you're telling us? Um, the years, maybe. I, I, mean, I won't one, say anymore. One one possibility down the road might be, you know, a, a a type of magical realism where the sock becomes anthropomorphic. The sock could become its own character. I mean, or I think what if he when he starts jacking off into it, he turns into the person he's jacking off to. Yeah, I mean, that like he starts jacking off to Vince. He somehow was managed to transform to Vince, but he has to keep the sock on. I mean, and that that could signal the ways that he's internalizing the universe uh, around him, right? So no, it, can, it could be in just in his head. It doesn't have to be actually happening. Yeah, it, like that's that's his interiorization of the dialogue of others. Yeah, exactly. How would they encounter this interior turtle? Because yeah. they just always encounter the exterior turtle. Which you so definitely show with the dialogue. You could what? show that, that juxtaposition. Uh, you could yeah. show how internal turtle is received. You could see how the real turtle is beautiful soul while he puts on a mask of ugliness and hatred on the outskirts to keep others from getting to see the real beautiful turtle. Yeah. Yeah, you know, my woman really wants to know can the sock have thoughts and and that's what I think you, you, you might want to work on. You've got a rapt audience. You know. Good. Well, I think we got it. Is this the sequel to Entourage we're doing right now? Because I think this is a sequel. No, this 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 takes place during the, the timeline of Entourage. Okay, so prequel. 
So because ex- if you notice, there's there's a there's a line uh, in there where where uh, Turtle reflects on E asking who his boss was, which we saw. In <laughs> yeah, in episode three. three. Yeah, or is it episode two? Two, two. Where Turtle flops into the pool, right? Trying to hide away from the fact that he does not know who his boss truly is. Yeah, so I'm trying to examine Turtle. Um, Turtle as this series progresses, and 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 is there anything going on? Hmm. And um, I, is I there anything going on beyond the beyond what he does say and what how he does act? Do we know why he's called Turtle? Did they ever explain that? Because I didn't get that from this episode. Is he just probably because he was beat to a pulp, and then he basically had a bunch of reconstructive surgery, and then they put him into a full body cast. And he looked like a turtle because his hands were only things sticking out in his head. They call him Turtle because he's uh, his, he has the ability to make his uh, his his member recede into his body entirely, like a turtle head. Okay. okay. Yeah. So I'm just going to assume no. both of those. Is true. Both interpretations can be taken as truth. Okay. Um, right. So we have two stories in one episode. We so do it's get a Rashomon story. We do get his <laughs> Rashomon about how turtle uh, can make his the origin story. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Uh, we do get his actual name at some point, right? Yeah, Jerry Ferrara. That's the actor. <laughs> That's the they do the name actor. <laughs> so that's uh, that. That's the first installment of Turtle Tales. I hope you guys um, like. Yeah, that. yeah. I, thank, thank you for your criticism. Well, uh, I think yeah, that's I'd, been a I'd great episode, you. guys. Uh, Claude, thank you for being here. Oh, not a problem. You are a wonderful guest. Well, and your woman, too, even though she's off camera. Yeah. She's basically a member of the show as far as I'm concerned. Eric, thank you for being here, I guess. Uh, Claude, would you like to plug anything or any, uh, say, uh, give any messages or soapbox anything? No, no, I think I've said enough, if not too much. Um, <laughs> if there are any elderly, I, I will help you across the street, but I will not be patronizing. Um, yeah, that's nice. about it, you know. Oh, the elderly member I was supposed to have you talk to? She died. Sorry. Oh, that, that, that's sad. But, you know, life is transformation. Uh, she died of lead poisoning. You know, we're always moving. We're always transforming. Yeah. Uh, the body is full of processes. The world is full yeah. of processes. And it's, it's, it's what I'm bad. saying is I killed her. Mm. Help me hide the body. No. Uh, all right. So. Okay, we need to stop this episode now because uh, the cops are coming. I don't know how long I can stop them. Hang on, house cleaning. House cleaning. I'll get, to, I'll get to you in a second. All right, uh, Claude. Thanks for coming, oh. and uh, pleasure to have you. Oh, thanks. Stop the thing for the door.